Hello and welcome to episode number 16 of the Mind Body Masters podcast, the podcast teaching you how to heal yourself from the inside out. Today I have got something so, so special. Hi, I'm Jay Curry. As a former chiropractor, I realized that people's physical symptoms started in their mind and not in their body, which is why I now teach people how to heal themselves from the inside out. Now, you don't need to be a monk or a mystic to heal yourself. You just need to learn how to master your mind-body connection. And this podcast is going to show you how. You're going to learn how to understand the hidden meaning of your symptoms, resolve the old emotional baggage that's kept you stuck, and gain practical tools to reduce the stress in your life. This is going to give you the ability to heal not only physically, but also spiritually. And this comes with a dangerous level of freedom. So let's help you become a mind-body master. All right, mind-body masters, do I have an absolute treat for you today. Now, as you heard in the intro, I'm interviewing one of the mind-body masters students, Jen. And we're going to be talking to her and listening to her story all about she had years and years of chronic pain, exhaustion, and fatigue, and how she has gone from being this hopeless healer, thinking there was no possible way for her to get unstuck, no possible way for her to heal, to how she's now living completely pain-free, feeling really present, really joyful, and become a real mind-body master. So I share this with you to inspire you and to give you hope because I know so many people out there struggling with these chronic conditions don't think it's possible for them to heal themselves. They've been through so much stuff and eventually a lot of these people just give up. Well, I'm here to say you don't need to give up. There is hope for you. You just need to learn how to do the inner work, which is exactly what we talk about uh, with Jen. So some of the other cool topics we talk about is talking about how the old emotional baggage from childhood and from our past is actually the biggest thing that we need to overcome in order to heal ourselves. We talk about feelings of being unworthy, feelings of being really self-critical, self-judgmental, and being really harsh on ourselves is one of the things that Jen had to work through in order to heal. We talk all about how a lot of the times in order to overcome these feelings of Uh, self-loathing and and not feeling worthy or not feeling good enough, we get caught up in behaviors that numb out to our feelings, like getting really busy at work or overdoing and doing all of the things and never actually taking time for ourselves. So the other thing that we talk about, and this is a really nice side effect of when you start doing this inner work, is what real self-love looks like. So I'm really excited to share this episode with you. And I know that the more you listen to Jen's story, the more you're going to recognize yourself in her. And the more you recognize yourself in her, you're going to start to realize that once you do the inner work, it's possible for you to start healing yourself. It's possible for you to find a way out. So I really am excited for this episode and we're going to cut straight to that clip and get stuck right into it. All right, here today we have Jen all the way from Ontario, Canada. G'day, Jen. Nice to talk to you. Good morning, Jake. It's good to be here. Thanks. Awesome. So Jen was one of our uh, founding members of the the Mind Body Masters. And Jen, I really just wanted to get you on today just to have a chat because I think your story is going to resonate with so many people. I think a lot of people can relate to where you were um, and and also some of the things that you were struggling with uh, before joining the program. So just tell me in a few quick words, like where, where you were prior to, or what made you sort of join the program and just tell me where you were. Yeah. So um, I had dealt with a lot of uh, pain issues for many, many years. 
And I'd say about five years ago, I'd kind of sort of given up on trying to fix those issues because most of the things I had tried had just gotten me nowhere. Mm-hmm. And if anything, I would say that the things I had tried had actually made it more frustrating because, you know, you put in all that work and you try and you do the thing and you do it with all your heart and nothing changes. It was really quite defeating. So for the last few years, I sort of put healing myself on pause and just decided like, okay, this is my life now. This is how I live. I live with chronic pain. You know, I'm not even 40 yet, but that's okay. This is my life. And um, when I heard your, I forget what it was called, but it was like a free seminar you put on about what GNM is and what you do. Yeah, that's right. Um, I wasn't looking for anything at the time. I wasn't looking for a fix. I just happened upon it. And when I heard what you were talking about, I was like, wow, like this is quite fascinating. I've never heard anything like this. And it started to really pique my interest. And so I actually went into your course uh, very excited, but not with like an agenda, if that makes sense. And Mm -hmm. it was, maybe that's really what that, big piece was for me is that I wasn't in a desperate state when I went into this work, but um, so much shifted for me once I got in there, you know, yeah. it was, it was pure magic. Like it was just one of those things where I, I couldn't, I wouldn't have believed it if you told me you could do what you were doing. And then once you did it and taught it to me and I did it, I get that. But um, yeah, the work was really straightforward and easy and it shifted everything for me. Yeah. And, and this is what I want to sort of get across the line here. This, this interview isn't about plugging the program and how fantastic it is or any, anything like that. I want to, I want to sort of get in your head and cause so many people have these thoughts that, that you've had, and there's so many that you just uh, touched on. Then there was things like, it's so frustrating. I, I can't do it. This is me. I'm only 40 and I'm going to live with this chronic pain stuff. There's so many of these, um, these, these beliefs and these thoughts that really uh, stop people from being able to heal and stop people being able to shift and even see the possibilities. So I guess that's, that's something that was really uh, interesting for me is, is seeing that shift in you. And one of the things is, I guess at the start, you probably thought of yourself as being broken as being, well, this is me. I can't do much about myself. Uh, Especially when you tried visiting lots of experts and therapies and supplements and treatments and all this kind of stuff. You like, you got to the point, you just give up and you're like, Oh, well, this is me. So tell me a little bit more about that. Like in terms of what I had tried, not necessarily what you've tried, but just, I guess the thought process that you're in Jen, in terms of going, Oh, well, I guess I've kind of, it's almost like a bit defeated. It's like, well, I kind of just get that vibe from you. It's like, Oh, well, I can't really, I can't really do yeah. this. I can't really get anywhere with it. So what's the point in even trying? Yeah, no, I had definitely given up. It was just a waste of my time. And I didn't, I already didn't have enough energy. You know, when you're dealing with chronic pain, the last thing you have is energy because you spend most of your day wasting your energy on how crappy you feel. And so the thought of even trying to do anything else to fix it anymore was just too exhausting. So I'd rather just not do it. Yeah, I guess if you've only got so much energy throughout the day, eventually you're going to get to the point where it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to bother with this. I'm not going to bother trying a new treatment or a new supplement or a new therapy. It's just it's because you need a lot of energy to do that, right? And that's the thing yeah. that a lot of people struggle with is when they're in this 
um, this state, right, of being a, a hopeless healer where nothing seems to really work for them is it's exhausting. It's taxing. And a lot of the time it's, it does it, like one of the things is that having that, that view that nothing's going to work, nothing's going to work for me. It's a, it's a really defeating place. And I, I just saw that shift in you so much. And I think that's one of the things that I just really loved about seeing your transformation is seeing you just now look at your body, not as being broken, but as your symptoms are meaningful. So just tell me a little bit more about that. Tell me about how now, how now you view your body. Yeah. Well, and since doing the work with you, I mean, it's not that everything magically disappeared. It's just, it's a whole new, like sort of emotional mental shift mm -hmm. on how I perceive my body. And so before I definitely thought it was broken. And I remember having thoughts in my head of like, well, maybe everyone else feels like this, but they just don't complain about it. Like I do. Maybe I'm just a wuss, you know, I don't, I don't know. I can't know what someone else is feeling, but you know, I just always felt like no one believed me because I look healthy, you know? <laughs> and, you know, once I was able to shift my emotions and my thought process around what my body is actually doing based on what you taught me, it's a night and day difference. Like it's really, it's hard to put into words because I haven't really actually changed anything in my external life. I still have the same job. I still live the same life with the same kids, same sleep deprivation from those kids. But at the same time, I feel so good all the time in my body. Like it's a, it's a feeling. It's not so much the physical of the, the body here, but it's more the feeling about it. Yeah. I don't know how it's hard to put into words, you know? Yeah. And I guess one of the things that does help is, you know, like really struggling with, with pain. And if you do, you can kind of shift it. But what you're describing there is nothing external has changed. There's, there's nothing that you've done or changed dramatically in your life that would lead to this kind of shift that you've experienced but everything's kind of sh shifted internally. So what does that internal shift look like for you? It's sort of just a feeling of like trust, mm -hmm. I guess, you know, it's a feeling of knowing that everything is okay, even when it might not feel that way physically. Um, whereas before it was fear-based, you know, there was a lot of fear around like, oh, this hurts. Oh gosh, what does this mean? Oh no, mm -hmm. now I can't do my job right. Now I can't do this. And now it's sort of like something will come up and it will, it might hurt and I'll be like, oh, that's interesting. And then I'll reference my, my GNM knowledge and I'll say, oh, okay, that makes sense. And then I move on. You know, Beautiful. It's, just, it's such a funny, easy change. I don't know. Yeah, what it is. Say about it. It's so simple. It is. And I think a lot of people lose, get lost in the simplicity because it does seem so simple. The, the process is, is basically, find out what your symptoms mean and then work through whatever that is. Like you can either change your perspective or you can, you can physically do something different. And then voila, your body starts to physically heal. It sounds too easy. It sounds too simple. It sounds like it can't be that easy, but it is right. It, it really is. It really and, is. And before we were getting on the, before we got on the call, we were just having a bit of a chat. You've got a new puppy and tell me about what you said to me about the, your foot. Yeah, so I know we're not going to get into too much about GNM specifically, but you know, I I had a rough night with the puppy last night, and I have a rough night many nights with my little kids <laughs> and my puppy. But I'll wake up and my feet will hurt all the time in the morning when I first get up. And before I used to be like, again, oh, I have chronic inflammation, something's wrong with me. And now I wake up, I'm like, yeah, I'm having a hard time keeping up with life right now. That's okay, my feet hurt. It makes sense. 
GNM explained it perfectly. So, and then I just move on and they stop hurting within minutes, you know. I'm not in fear of it. It's just funny. Like I can almost laugh at my life when I have a symptom. Mm. It's pretty cool, isn't it? It, you, it actually, it's like your body's talking to you and you can, and you, once you start listening, things can start shifting, which is really cool. I, I love that. And I love the thing that you said about trusting your body is so because we've been brought up in this medical system, that's pretty broken when it comes to a lot of chronic conditions. Like don't get me wrong. The medical system is fantastic. If if I, if I ever get hit by a bus, I'm going straight to ER. But when it comes to dealing with chronic pain and, and exhaustion and fatigue and, and fibromyalgia and these kind of, these kind of symptoms, it, there's a lot, a lot missing. And one of the things that I see a lot of people get into is a lot of panic around their body going, oh, no, what's this going to mean? Oh, this is, means I'm having a flare-up. And they start to really worry. And one of the things we talk about is that's going to exacerbate or worse than a lot of your symptoms, it's going to make it a lot harder for you to, to hear when you've got that sort of fear, when you're, when you're really panicking about your body. But one of the cool things with the understanding that we, we give you in, in the Mind Body Masters program, which helps you to become a self-healer, is to recognize that your symptoms are meaningful. Recognize, <clears throat> excuse me, recognize that there's nothing wrong. Your body's actually helping you. These The pain that you're in, it's actually here to help you. It's here to help you heal. And one of the things that you said is nothing's changed on the external for you, but once you shift on the internal, everything starts to change, which is so cool. So back on that, one of the things that we talk about with physical pain, if you've got the, the, um, the done the mini course, if you guys are listening and you've done the mini course in there, we've got some uh, references to, if you've got shoulder pain, it's this, if you've got back pain, it's, it's caused by this emotional link and et cetera, et cetera. And one of the things that you dealt with, Jen, was a lot of chronic pain. So, and in GNM, we talk about that being a self-devaluation conflict. I'm not good enough. I'm not fast enough. I can't keep up. I'm such an idiot. All of this kind of internal um, beating ourselves up. Tell me a little bit about that for you. Was was Is that something that you would kind of identify with in terms of being someone that was really hard on themselves and, and really critical and um, all the rest of that? Oh, Jake. Yes. <laughs> I would like, I identify as the poster child for that. So it's like, I, it was a lifetime of that since childhood. I carried a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and it was in doing this work that I was really able to put that burden down mm-hmm. and let it go because it was the thing that was keeping me stuck. It was the thing that was keeping me in pain. And once I was able to realize that those feelings, those situations, those past stories, they don't define me. I was able to move through so much that had been holding me back, you know, and I think a lot of people can relate to what you just said about like, that self devaluation, low self worth, I'm not good enough. But, you know, no one talks about it out loud. You know, I held that in forever. People in my circle probably assume like I have everything. I've got it all together. I would never have thoughts like that. You know, I've got this great life. I'm outgoing. I'm fun. I'm social. But deep down, those are the feelings that I had been holding on to for, oh my gosh, I can't, I, childhood easily. Yeah. And so it was your, you know, working together with you where I was really able to look at those past things that I thought defined me and made me broken and realize it wasn't that way at all. And it just, the pain just lifted. It was very magical. Yeah, it really is. And 
this is what I talk about so often is people are out there looking for answers, looking for solutions, but the solutions are always inside of you. And it's just a lot of the time, Jen, it's the stuff that you don't want to look at. It's the stuff that you don't want to deal with. And like you said, and I can 100% relate to this as well, is my journey with chronic pain on the outside, everything looked hunky-dory. I, I had a, a good job, a good profession. I was happy. I got to do all the fun stuff, like you said. But inside, I was had this battle raging with myself, constantly being critical, constantly oh, thinking I was worthless based on my past stuff as well. And it's not until you can start to recognize that that actually does affect your body. And once you start realizing it affects your body, then you can actually make steps to start letting it go, to start healing it, to start resolving it. So tell me a little bit about that process for you in terms of, because a lot of people identify with that and go, yeah, I do have really low self-worth. I do beat myself up. I am really critical, but they don't necessarily know how to shift it or how to, how to move through it. And I'm not about asking for a step-by-step guide on how you did it, but how did that kind of shift for you? You know, it was really helpful being in the Mind Body Masters group because in there you do realize you're not alone. You know, mm-hmm. there's other people who can absolutely relate to what you're talking about. And then when they're sharing their stuff, you're like, wow, we're so different, but I'm just like you. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest like aha shift for me was during um, one of the lessons you were putting together about personality types. And you had said like, oh, this type of person likely had X, Y, and Z happen to them when they were younger. And that's why they have this pattern. And I remember myself and others in the room being like, how did you just define my entire life in one slide? Like, so when you did that, it was like, well, clearly I'm not the only one, you know, if, if this information exists so simply, you know, there's lots of people who identify with how I feel and just not feeling so isolated and alone was step one. And knowing that there's, you know, many, many people who look like they have their lives together, who feel similar, that self-evaluation feeling was huge for healing. Mm. And then having that safe space to sort of share the things that maybe you held on to and felt shame over or guilt or, or whatever the feeling was, but just having that safe space to share it and let it go. And then you gave us tools to work through and feel the things because I am notorious for not feeling my feelings you know I'm, I'm all about shoving them down and pretending they're not there and keeping myself busy so that I could just keep going and going and going until I burned out and so it was sort of slowing down and feeling it being aware of it recognizing it sharing it with a community of people who understood or who were also trying to do what I was trying to do that was really for me what really solidified the healing That's beautiful. And I think you're so spot on is when you're able to first, it's kind of like going to AA or something like this, like that. It's, it's actually admitting that you've got a problem is probably one of the hardest things for a lot of people to do is actually saying, Hey, I've got all of these chronic pain things and I've been trying to deal with them outside, but Hey, inside, I actually feel like shit inside. I actually beat myself up inside. I'm actually holding onto so much resentment and guilt and shame and blame from my childhood, from, uh, I don't know, an ex marriage or whatever. A lot of the time that's really hard to admit to yourself that you're, you're dealing with that. Cause we just, people just love to put on this facade that, Hey, everything's okay. 
I'm feeling good. And one of the things that I'm big on is teaching people how to feel to heal. It's like, you can't, you can't change what you, what you can't acknowledge. And so I think this is a really big step for a lot of people is recognizing that, Hey, if you are dealing with some stuff internally, nothing's going to change that because so many people feel this tension and this turmoil inside themselves and they go looking for outside solutions. They go looking for even, even in the case of like ways to distract themselves, whether it be TV or getting busy at work or um, alcohol or drugs or, or whatever, they, they find ways to distract themselves to try and make themselves better for how they're really feeling. But the thing is, it, it's a bottomless pit. You can, you can do all the distracting behaviors, but until you actually face up to what's going on inside, nothing really shifts. And this is huge. So tell me a little bit more about how you would distract yourself, how you would, um, I guess, instead of getting still, like you said, and allowing yourself to feel some stuff and, and acknowledge some stuff that you've been feeling, how was it that you kind of would deal with it in the past in terms of, would you get busy at work? Like you run a busy practice. Was it something you did there or how did you kind of avoid dealing and avoid feeling this, this stuff that was inside of you that you knew was there? Uh, well, the, the number one thing I used to do is keep too busy. Like I'd be at my office seven days a week mm-hmm. while also being sleep deprived because, you know, I have young children and they were not the best sleepers. And so um, I would just, you know, always have some reason why I couldn't sit down. You know, I had to oh, if I don't do this at work, this will be hard. You know, I just kept coming up with excuses, I guess, for why I had to work, 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 work. Didn't have time to like socialize, didn't have time for friends. I was kind of just too busy, caught up in my own stuff. And then when I did take a time to take a break, I was always on social media. Social media mm-hmm. was definitely my um, my numbing agent. You know, I just scroll for hours and I do it until like one, two in the morning, even though I was so exhausted. I couldn't put the phone down because I didn't want to feel anything. Right. And then I just play on the phone until I fell asleep and then cycle began again. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a, that's a big one is, and I think again, this is, this is why I wanted to share your stories. I think so many people can relate to where you were and you had this feeling of like there's stuff going on inside of me, but I guess you didn't have the tools to be able to move through it. So with that as well is the distraction on social media, but the big one that I think a lot of people can relate to is the doing, 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 doing. And I got into this as well. Is like, I would just distract myself with, with work, with, with whatever to, to not feel what was going on inside of me. So once you, now that you've, cause you've, you've moved through a lot of stuff, you've let a lot of old emotional crap and baggage go, right? There's, you've, you've processed a lot. There's been some tears, there's been some revelations, some ahas, and we won't necessarily go into that, but now that you've kind of removed that, that emotional energy out of your body, what's your relationship with doing now? Well, I mean, we are in a pandemic, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so there's not as much doing, but, um, my life is so different. Like I finally given myself permission to live whatever life I want. I actually only work one day a week now. I spend the rest of the time home with my family, but truly engaging with them, you know, because I want to, not because I have to. And um, yeah, I acknowledge when I don't feel good. I acknowledge when I'm tired and I set boundaries. Whereas before I would just say yes to everything. Hmm. And so now that you've kind of dealt with that, 
it sounds like you're a lot more present with your family, but there's also not that obsessive urge to go and do stuff. Is that correct? Is that what you're saying? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Wow. And that obsessive urge to go and work and get busy or scroll social media, which is like you said, a numbing agent being free of that. How's that kind of freed up the rest of your life? Um, It's definitely freedom is like my favorite word to use to describe when I think of like the GNM work. Because even before, when I was overworking and going here, said you know, to work seven days a week, it was because I was afraid of if everything wasn't perfect, I would be judged, <laughs> you know. And so I would overdo it to avoid ever having any kind of opportunity for someone to judge something about me. And now I don't care. <laughs> so <laughs> now it's like I am just going to be my best self and the rest is going to fall into place. And I can just go and enjoy the things that matter to me most because I am no longer holding on to that crap. Like of what does, what is so-and-so going to think if I don't have the perfect business and the perfect, you know, staff and perfect everything. And now it's, or perfect kids or perfect life, you know, but it doesn't matter. But at the, the point of that is like, I don't care. You know, I love myself exactly as I am. And the people who matter are going to, you know, support whoever I choose to be. That's beautiful. That is really, really cool. And I think one of the things is that judgment that you're so you're so fearful of, it probably came from you. Like it, it probably came because you were judging yourself constantly for not being perfect, not having the perfect kids, not having the perfect job. And I guess when when that judgment of yourself drops, when you change that from the inside first all of a sudden you don't care what people think on the outside because you're not judging yourself on the inside. You're not beating yourself up. You're not wishing that things were different, which is so, so cool. And I wish you guys could, like, I know this is an audio, but you should, like, I just wish you could see Jen's face. I, I wish you really could because when, it's so funny, when you, when, you, when you see people drop a lot of this emotional baggage and when they start to get out of pain and when they start to feel better internally, they, their face looks different. They, they glow. They, they just look more peaceful. They look more, their eyes look brighter. And one of the things with you is it's like your energy is just completely shifted in the time that I've known you is you, you just look really calm. You look really peaceful. How's that? How's that I going? absolutely agree. <laughs> I absolutely agree. Yeah. I just, I remember not knowing what it was like to be a joyful person. I just thought, such a foreign word to me and now it's like I beam joy all Mm. the time even when stuff isn't going well you know because not everything in life will ever be perfect and that's okay and but I I get to choose this feeling but because I want to not because it's not a facade like it's a feeling I can't even like I couldn't stop it if I wanted to I'm smiling so big right now because I feel it in my body like I feel this happy I guess it's a very big difference to what you were describing before before you were describing describing rather um the feeling of like putting on a facade and going yes i'm i'm jen and i'm very happy i've got a good business and blah blah blah. but internally you were feeling that the turmoil and the struggle and it didn't feel true it didn't feel uh honest whereas now it just seems genuinely honest that you you feel and so natural yeah and that's our that's our natural state but the thing is the thing that there's two things in my opinion that prevent people from actually experiencing the joy, the peace, the calm that you're experiencing now as someone who has the ability to heal themselves is there's two things that really stand in the way. One and the most obvious is your physical symptoms is 
if you've got a whole heap of physical symptoms, whether it be pain like you had um, or some kind of exhaustion, fatigue, this kind of stuff, it really does limit you feeling joyful and feeling calm and feeling peaceful because that just takes up all of your attention. But the second thing is that internal state. It's that the, the beating yourself up, being really critical, wishing things were better and, and nothing ever feels good enough. There's, there's people out there that are, can, like I said, relate to this because they're trying to find that feeling of joy. They're trying to find that feeling of calm and certainty and clarity by having a successful career or by being a good parent. And with those things, you're always moving the goalposts. It's like, okay, well, once I get, make this much money in my business, well, then I need to make more. Or once I have this house, I need to get another house. And you're always moving the goalposts. So I think they're the two things that really limit people is that the physical, the physical symptoms, but also the internal struggle that a lot of people don't recognize that actually, they actually have. Would you, would you I'll be happy when syndrome, I'll be happy when syndrome was my, my thing, you know, yeah. once this happens, then I'll be happy. And then I'd get to that thing and nothing would be different. And so I'd set the bar higher and then nothing would be different. And now it's like, or I can just be happy right now because I choose to be. Yeah, well, it's a big shift. And I guess as well with that, with your physical symptoms, because like, tell me about, tell me about your, where your physical stuff is now. Well, like right now I'm sitting here talking to you and there's nothing hurting at all. Whereas before I would go to a restaurant and my knees would just be screaming in pain, just sitting in a chair, Mm -hmm. my low back, my shoulders, my neck, they'd be on fire while I sat and enjoyed a nice meal with friends. It was torture. I hated going out. (laughs) And now I'm sitting here talking to you in a chair. I'm like, I got nothing. I feel nothing. I'm just, I'm just here. I'm just perfect. Like it's great. And again, physically, nothing is different. I actually haven't lost any weight. I haven't changed my diet. It's amazing. Like it's, it's all emotional, mental shift. Like when I'm describing that restaurant scenario, that was a time in my life when I didn't love myself. Mm. And now I do, you know, very much so. So it's the littlest things that can cause the biggest changes. Yeah. And what's it like going to a restaurant now? Well, they're all it's closed. Pandemic. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> we're in lockdown. <laughs> um, but I can sit at the dinner table you know, and just feel normal, you know? Yeah. So. I guess one of the things that a lot of people, one of the underlying um, mental, emotional syndromes, I guess, if you could call it that, that people struggle with is what we talked about is the being really hard on themselves, beating themselves up, being really critical, judging yourself, trying to get everything perfect, only feeling happy when all of these kind of internal struggles. That's one of the, it's in my opinion, is the cause of any kind of physical pain in the body, physical pain, exhaustion, uh, this kind of stuff. For you, I reckon the opposite of that is self-love, is and that term gets thrown around kind of whimsically and in a lot of self-help kind of world, but you use that term just before. What does that, what does that mean to you to, to truly be at peace with who you are? Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I was just talking about this with someone the other day about how I spent a lot of time going, Oh yeah, I love myself. Cause I'm supposed to, I would just say it, but it mm-hmm. wasn't authentic. Mm-hmm. I was going through the motions because that's what I should do was shooting on myself. And now it's like, it's really hard to describe how you're, you can just make that change, but it's such an internal feeling. 
I don't know, words are hard for that because it's nothing I've ever experienced before. Like, like I said, I'm almost 40 and I'm finally it's like, wow, <laughs> I've never felt this before, you know? So it's, it's very new to me. I've been embodying it, but it's a feeling, it's a change inside. Like it doesn't matter what memory comes up in my brain, even if it feels crappy, I go, oh, I, that's okay. You know, that was a hard time. Let's acknowledge it. But you are right where you're meant to be right now. Mm. You know, it's it's sort of a, it's a heart feeling. I don't know. Does that make sense? It's right here in the heart. So. Yeah. And that's one of the things we talk about is learning how to get quite heart centered, learning how to get out of your head and tap into that, that heart feeling, get into that heart space. I describe it as the best way I describe it to people that have never felt it is like, we've just had Christmas. If you, if you celebrate Christmas, but it's like when you give a gift to someone that you just, you've, you've put so much time and, and thought and energy into giving a gift and then you give it to them and they're just like, they light up and they're so excited. That feeling that you get when you give the gift, I could, that's kind of how I describe it to a lot of people. Is that, does that kind of resonate for you? Yes. Yeah. And you know what, Jen, I think that is our natural state. I think every single human being has the ability to feel like that. And, and at our core essence, that's who we are. We, we're meant to feel that alive, that happy, that joyful, that peacefulness, that, that self-acceptance. But there's just all of the crap that we, that we load on top of it in terms of like, what's a good analogy for this? I use the analogy of a coffee cup and it's like you've got all this dirty, murky coffee at the very bottom of your glass and no amount of clear water that you pour on is ever going to make that coffee clear because there's always going to be remnants of this old stuff. And that gets pounded like on top of each other. And, and once we actually learn to empty out, once we learn to tip that coffee out, that's when we can really start to access that, that heartfelt centered. We can start to put clear water in it. It looks clear and beautiful. And so with that, one of the things you talked about briefly was, recognizing a lot of your patterns from childhood, recognizing a lot of your, your um, not necessarily like stresses in your life as a child. That's a big one for a lot of people is <laughs> we'd all be lying. If we, anyone said we had a perfect childhood, no one really does. No child gets out unscathed. But the thing is when you start to recognize some of the things that you've dealt with and some of the, the adaptive behaviors that you've created because of that, when you can start to let that, that go, that's when you can really start accessing this heartfelt, this heartfelt presence and peace and joy and all the cool stuff that you're just describing. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. And I've always loved your coffee cup analogy because when you first said that to me, it made perfect sense. Like it was, it clicked. It was like, I have been pouring clear water on brown muck. Yeah. I can't claim so it. Long. <laughs> I can't and claim it's like, that no one. wonder That's... it's not working. Yeah. I can't and claim then, that one. I need to give that one credit to uh, Emma Romano. She's a good friend of mine. She she told me about that one. I've, I've used it ever since. Sorry, continue. It's, it's It makes perfect sense. And then even what you just said about how excited you can get about giving a gift and the person lights up. So now I guess what I'm feeling now is all that excitement you just said about when you get the perfect gift and you put all this energy into it. But now you're giving the gift to yourself. <laughs> you're not giving it to someone else to light them up. You're lighting yourself up like it's it's this really special feeling. So, but shifting those things from, like you said, from childhood, very important because you are, you're a creature of habit. You don't even realize you're doing the things you're doing because it's all you've ever done. And it took, you know, you bringing that to my attention for me to actually shift it, pour out the murky water and start over fresh with the clean water in the cup, you know? 
How much has your perspective, like, because one of the things that I always say to people is we can't change the past. Like if, if you've gone through tough stuff as a kid, it a lot of the time we hang on to that. A lot of the time we really, there's a lot of stuff hanging on there. Healing isn't a matter of changing the past, but we can change our perspective. We can see things from a different light. Has that been something that resonated with you? Yeah, that's the thing that's resonated with me because yeah. it was in the work we were doing that I was able to stop thinking that anything that happened to me caused me to be broken and just realized like, yes, that that's over there. Now it's behind me. I'm in the now, you know, this, this is me now. And I get to be whatever and whoever I want. It does not matter any of it. None of it matters. And I used to, I remember when I was like in my twenties, I used to think I had to like explain to someone I was dating what was wrong with me so that they could commit like, I want to make sure you're going to commit to me, but you have to know first that I messed up. You know, I've got chronic pain. I've got issues, you know, and now it's like, I love myself as I am and I don't need to apologize. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> that sounds just, like I said, guys, I wish you could see her face. She's just, she's beaming. She looks, she looks incredibly happy, incredibly, incredibly peaceful. And I think that's something that comes with, with letting a lot of stuff go in the past. And, and what you kind of said there is when you've gone through stuff in the past, a lot of the time we unconsciously hang on to it. A lot of the time we, we, we paint, we, we're painting the canvas of today with the brush of yesterday. We drag so much of our crap from the past unknowingly into what we do today. But when you can learn to really get present, really be here right now um, and to have not, and to learn to stop dragging that, that anchor of the past around with you, that's where real liberation comes from. That's where real peace comes from. A lot of spiritual teachers talk about that is just get present. And it's like, well, how the hell do you do that if I'm carrying around all this crap from the past? But one of the things is we have to first learn to go through that. We have to first learn to acknowledge that and deal with that. Like you said at the start in terms of instead of trying to patch patch it up and not feel the way we feel and or try and put on the facade of I'm so happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. Sometimes we actually need to feel all the crap. We need to look at all the crap, take a good hard look at what we've been, how we've been living life and then decide to actually move on because healing doesn't mean the damage never happened. It means the damage no longer controls your life. And I think you're really embodying that. It's someone like we've all been through damage as kids and as, as humans, but it doesn't mean that it, it completely controls your life. You get the, you get to choose how much that controls your life. And when you don't let it control you and when you let go of the past and when you let go of that old emotional baggage that you carry on to, so much stuff becomes possible. Healing becomes like physical healing, like Jen talking about not being in pain anymore. And But not only that, that's, that's one of the lovely side effects of when you start to heal inside, when you start to let go of that emotional baggage. You can't, you sort of can't really put a, a price or a, um, or any kind of thing on feeling good internally, like feeling that state of acceptance and joy. That's just something that's so beautiful. So Jen, you are an absolute superstar. Thank you so much for uh, joining us here today on the Mind Buddy Masters podcast. And I really appreciate it because I, like I said, I know that we're going to get people reaching out going, oh my God, I can understand exactly where Jen was. That's She was basically saying that she was me. But the thing is, if that is you, recognize that it is possible for you to move through this. It's recognize that it is possible for you to heal because firstly, a lot of people think, don't think they can heal. They think that they are broken, but you're a testament to that, Jen, that 
people aren't broken. And once you do the work, once you do the inner work, once you stop doing the outer work, but once you start doing the inner work, that's when everything can really shift for you. So thank you so much for sharing your story. It was my pleasure. I'm so honored to be here today, Jake. Oh, you're welcome. Hey, have a fantastic evening and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Take care. All right, Mind Body Masters, there you go. There's Jen's story and there is how it is possible for you to heal. I hope this episode has been inspiring for you and shown you that there is a way out and that way out is to start dealing with the internal stuff. You've got to heal on the inside before you can start healing on the outside. Now, on that very topic, uh, I'm going to be opening the doors to the Mind Body Masters program very shortly. We only run this program a couple times a year. Um, and it's going to be launching very soon. And this week, I'm actually running two masterclasses. It'll be the same masterclass, just over two separate days. And uh, in this masterclass, I'm going to be revealing the ultimate framework for self-healing, the framework that Jen utilized in order to experience her radical transformation. And I'm going to be sharing it with you for free. Um, so I'll be having two uh, presentations this week on Wednesday and also on Friday. I'll have the uh, details available for that in the show notes below. Um, or you can head to the website to find out more. But this masterclass is going to be 100% free. It's here for you to help learn the ultimate framework for self-healing. And it's one of the first steps in becoming, or going from a hopeless healer who's done everything into a real mind-body master, someone who can heal themselves from the inside out. So I look forward to seeing you on that free training. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Mind Body Masters podcast. Now everyone has the ability to heal themselves with the right tools, information, and guidance. So if you have someone in your life that needs to hear this message, please share this episode with them so they too can start healing from the inside out. Now, if you've liked this episode and you think more people need to hear this message, please give us a great rating on iTunes because it helps more people to actually hear this message and realize the power that they have. Now, if you'd like more information and you'd like to access bonus video content and even have the ability to ask me questions directly, then head on over to my free Facebook group, the Mind Body Masters Heal Yourself from the Inside Out group. Or you can head on over to Instagram and slide into my DMs there. My handle is Jake underscore Curry. All right, guys, thank you so much again for listening and I'll catch you again on the next episode.